For those of us who have an interest in leadership history, and I would include myself in that category, or those of us who aspire to be leaders themselves, which I wouldn't include myself in that category, or for those of us who are just interested, are fans of, of history, then I think it's worthwhile to explore the life and the times of one of history's greatest leaders, Abraham Lincoln, when he announced his candidacy for the Illinois State Legislature back in March of 1832. He said, or wrote, quote, Every man is said to have his peculiar ambition. Whether it be true or not, I can say, for one, that I have no other so great that of being truly esteemed of my fellow men by rendering myself worthy of their esteem. End quote. And I guess it's part of my mission with these podcasts is to help Lincoln along a little bit in his aspirations to render himself worthy. Which I suppose kind of speaks to the whole thing we're talking about. Here we have Lincoln with a uh, honest, authentic appeal to take his candidacy for what it is and uh, being honest with his aspirations inspires others, inspires me, and takes on Lincoln's cause. And this, this was 1832 when he, uh, when he said this, when he wrote this, when he was getting ready to run for the state legislature. But isn't it amazing how authentic honesty has such a resonance, has such a power to inspire others just by telling it like it is. Just by telling it like it is gets us to where we want to go, gets the things that we seek in the world, and Almost by magic, it brings people to our cause. There's no chicanery in aspiring to achieve through honest means. So it's my own fervent desire to carry Lincoln's message forward, his message of principled leadership. So this historical illustration or this histography will draw from those aspects from Lincoln's life and career which I feel exemplify number one his vision number two is integrity and number three is communication and what I mean by communication is the ability to communicate strategically so those are the three components which I would like to bundle into this model of principled leadership for my listener uh, and using Lincoln's life and exemplifying principled leadership within these components 
this vision, this integrity and communication that should allow us to paint a picture not only of Lincoln's principled leadership, but how that might be able to be accommodated and picked up in our own lives. So just to break that down for you uh, a little bit, in very broad strokes here, we'll start with vision. And vision com comprises the following characteristics in a leader. Number one being the distillation of reality as it is. To see reality, however difficult, to not fool ourselves. To see it uh, and accept it for what it is. However difficult some people can find that. It's amazing how we can uh, not see it. Um, it's amazing that people in the mid-19th century couldn't see that s slavery was a, an, in, an inhumane and economically stupid system that was going to um, bring a, a nation to its, uh, um, to its knees and create a, a, a chasm. It's amazing that people couldn't see the reality um, of, of slavery for, for the inhumane reality which it was. Lincoln could. Vision also includes the, uh, the identification of underlying points of tension and rivalry and to take and defend a position. So be able to see uh, where rivalry exists. And, and vision there is not just seeing things for what they are with your eyes, but vision in terms of being able to process the whole picture and to see where the underlying rivalries exist and how uh, a person can take advantage of rivalries um, or or avoid conflicts or take advantage of conflicts. But the vision to be able to see the whole picture and the underlying what's not always obvious underneath the surface in terms of those rivalries that people have. Uh, vision would also include the abil ability to see where growth is, where the opportunities lie. Link Lincoln had, for example, in his early life the ability to see that there's opportunities uh, in Springfield, Illinois. Uh, there's, there was opportunities uh, within the Civil War to pursue victory uh, when others couldn't see it. So the, the ability to see growth and from a leadership point of view or an entrepreneurial business point of view, the ability to see growth and op opportunity, obviously, is essential to, to lead people to the promised land. Um, you're not going to have a lot of people follow you and uh, provide good leadership if you don't see where opportunities uh, exist. Okay. The other component of vision is the ability to integrate the various opposing views and motives into an organizing principle. So um, being able to not only see opportunities, to see strengths and motives of other people and rivalries and to see reality for what it is, but bundle that all in to a organizing principle, whether it be a policy uh, or a business strategy to understand where our uh, strategic strengths lie, our uh, inherent um, success factors, uh, and how they can be bundled into a strategic um, objective plan, a vision forward. That's another component of vision. And then another aspect of vision is to be able to see the noble significance of our undertakings, to be able to apply meaning to suffering, for example, to say to, say, to understand and see how uh, individuals within our organization have worked hard and overcome and there should, therefore should be recognized uh, and recognized for overcoming 
and not just for merely business reasons, but for human reasons. Okay? A leader be able, be able to see that, hone into that, and uh, celebrate that for what it is, an ennobling human endeavor. And Lincoln was brilliant at doing that. The other aspect of principal leadership, which I think is crucial, is uh, notions of integrity. Uh, and when I, when I talk about integrity, I'm not limiting it to the kind of the honest, stand-up guy kind of integrity. The 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 person who reflects, I don't know, Christian values, uh, which which Lincoln certainly did. He was known as Honest Abe, after all. But uh, my intention is to open up the characteristics of integrity to include the notions that we think about integrity in terms of structure, the ability to maintain a contiguous um, relationship with, between what's inside and what's outside. Uh, if you think of a boat, the boat is, has an ability to float uh, because its structures have that strength and continuity from within um, and then through to the outside as well. Uh, but breaking this integrity down into, into component parts, um, we would have the capacity to accept reality as it is. So if we're using the boat analogy, the boat knows to float in water. So it exists because it understands and it's comfortable with the reality of its context. So it draws from self-experiential knowledge. It draws from its true strengths. Integrity in the leadership perspective is able to foster trust in people because of this notion of continuity, that they are what they are, and they are able to instill uh, trust in others and others to follow. The ability to follow through, to do what you say you're going to do. Then there's wholeness of purpose and capability. You, know, you do, you say you're going to do something that you're able to do, and you follow through uh, on that, but you have a wholeness of your purpose. You, you maintain a, a, your aims. You're able to achieve what you set out to achieve because you're able to, and you don't give up, but you keep on going. You don't get uh, distracted. Reality is what it is. Come on. Uh, we have emails that come in, and um, reality can move us from our immediate requirements. Uh, but as a leader, we need to see above the trenches, don't we? We need to be able to say, right, our aim is to um, achieve victory. And that victory might not necessarily be over the next hill. Uh, it might not be over the next hill after that. But if we have a wholeness of purpose, then we build into that some flexibility. Uh, Lincoln was known to um, move in, in circuitous ways. He would have policies which um, he would put forward or positions he would take only as a means to the end. And his ends, his, his purpose was the salvation of the Union. Uh, and um, he was able to achieve those ends uh, in often surprising and unpredictable ways. And we'll learn about that in, my, in our explorations of his life. Inter integrity also is the ability to der derive meaning from hardship. Like vision, uh, which is able to see the significance of our undertakings, see meaning from people's sufferings. Integrity is the ability to create that meaning from hardship. 
So actually demonstrate it through our own experience. And so that's the that's the integrity component of the principal leadership model, which I'm creating. Uh, and by the way, um, there's a, a great book on integrity, which has influenced me quite a quite a bit, uh, certainly in terms of this podcast and my view on on Lincoln. Uh, and that's uh, a book by Henry, Doctor Henry Cloud, is actually entitled Integrity, uh, and that's uh, written from a business perspective, which I think my listener would uh, would find useful. Uh, so I would happily recommend that, and it certainly was an influence in in my approach to principal leadership. Now, the third component of this principal leadership model in which Lincoln certainly exemplified is communications, more specifically strategic communications, and I'll break that down. Strategic communications is also the distillation of reality as it is, but actually articulating the reality. Um, If we think of Lincoln's famous Gettysburg Address, he was able to distill the reality um, where his audience were at that moment in time was on a battlefield. Um, they were marking the occasion. This is why we are here. This is the reality, and this is the moment that we must seize. Uh, and yeah, in 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 retrospect, it, it might seem obvious, uh, and it seemed obvious for uh, much of the crowd who was there at that Gettysburg Address. But it had an influence that echoed down through history because he was marking the occasion. So it's, again, like vision, which we need to see reality for what it is. Integrity, which is the capacity to accept reality as it is, however difficult that might be. From a strategic communication point of view, it's the ability to communicate that reality to others, even though it's difficult to hear. Even though it's difficult to hear. The next component of strategic communication is the ability to articulate a vision that integrates or accommodates opposing forces. Um, so remember, in, in the a lot of this is overlapping. You'll see, in, in, in from a, a visionary point of view, from the vision point perspective, you need to be able to see those underlying tensions. From a communications point of view, you need to articulate a, a vision which integrates opposing forces, okay? which is able to take different points of view, empathize with those points of view, so that you can um, bring people together and so that their perspectives are articulated within a speech or within a, within a bill or within a strategy, um, in a, within a business strategy or business communique. From a, from a strategic point of communication point of view, uh, the next component of which is the ability to define capabilities with opportunities. Okay, So be able to communicate, define the capabilities of what we're able to do, to be able to see uh, capabilities, see underlying tensions, but then be able to create and speak of a vision which connects people and their abilities with objectives, so it's more it's more complicated and more nuanced than you can do it. Go get them, uh, but it's based on basically that's the springboard. Being able to see that someone can do it and be able to articulate them to them in ways that they can understand, in ways that inspires them, so that they can go and do it. 
Strategic communication also comprises the ability to intuit the significance of a given moment and bring it into context. We are here within on a battlefield of a great civil war. So to be able to contextualize and bring significance into a particular moment. Okay, Lincoln was fantastic at doing that. Distilling and clarifying and crystallizing a moment intuitively. Ennobling our undertakings above the confines of our own immediate needs and wants. So again, there's a as there's an ennobling um, aspect to communication. Uh, provides meaning for our suffering, provides meaning for our endeavors, provides excitement, and provides the important sense that what we're doing has meaning. Not just the bottom line kind of meaning, but meaning in terms of our profession and our aspirations and connects with the leadership. Connects Has the ability to connect employees with their leaders, with their CEOs, with their with their department heads, or whomever it is that is articulating, is able to articulate that what we are doing has a significance above and beyond just the bottom line. Okay. And strategic communication also is this crystallizing, this ability to use technology to crystallize, to use the means at hand that can connect with us. And at, at Lincoln's day, he lived in a time of changing communication technologies, just as we do in, in this very day and age. For him, it was the telegraph. Lincoln had the ability to identify that this is the way in which we communicate. The telegraph is able to take his words um, far and wide, and his ability to crystallize ideas into very short, crisp sentences was ideal for the telegraph. When he delivered his uh, Gettysburg Address, he knew that there was someone in the audience from the Chicago Tribune that needed to write his address down and pass it on to the citizens of the New Republic. Well, the Republic that had a new birth of freedom. Uh, he needed to get those words through. So he had a strategic ability to see that this is the type of communication that is going to reach our audience. It's going to reach our audience, and it will be an ennobling experience. It will be a distillation of our reality. It will be the definition of our capabilities and the opportunities that are ahead of us. Okay. And it's utilizing this network of technology to overcome distances. Okay. So, the, so that's strategic communication. Lincoln, obviously, was a genius at it. Okay. Strategic communications, integrity, and vision. Those are the three components of principled leadership. Now, while I'm doing this podcast and writing these blogs and speaking about Lincoln and following a, a rough chronology of his life in an effort to draw out these uh, components of principled leadership, uh, I'm not actually trying to provide a, a formula for leadership and management per se. Uh, after all, the context of the 19th century is clearly very different from our own experience of the workplace. And there are many books that claim to provide this sort of thing and can do it a lot better than, than I could profess to do. Uh, some of these books I've recommended. 
You may find it difficult to answer the question, for example, what would Lincoln do in my situation? But we can learn and develop capacities within ourselves that foster personal vision, that draws from experiences, and a communication style that reflects a vision in a way that connects with people. I think we all like to foster aspects of integrity as defined by the ability to accept reality, however difficult it is to accept reality, to ennoble our suffering by providing ourselves meaning and meaning for those around us. I think those are components that we'd all like to instill in ourselves, whether we're leaders or, or of a company or a department or, or, or not leaders at all. I think integrity is something that we all aspire to. Abraham Lincoln's capacity in these three core areas are timeless and I think provides us with inspiration and lessons for our own times. However different our contexts with our computer technology might be, we still have similarities. He, for example, lived in a, in a new media age with the telegraph and he utilized them, just for example. So I think as we listen to, to Lincoln's life, we need to kind of have the ca capacity, the creativity to apply our lessons and see how these can be grafted onto our own lives. And I think as leaders, we need to be able to do that. How can these different circumstances, sometimes ambiguous information, be synthesized into, into a vision or a way forward? How can differing perspectives, whether it's a perspective of time or perspective within our within our organization? How can they be synthesized or accommodated in a way that can help us all lead forward to the success of the organization? I also should say, and I recognize that through these podcasts, my blogs, that I'm going to come across sounding like uh, a starry-eyed Lincolnite. And so be it. Uh, as a fan of history, I get to, to do that. My motivation really is to explore Lincoln's life and provide some of my own business perspective as someone with a business background um, to my to my listeners and hopefully they'll uh, they'll enjoy listening and uh, inspire them to to lead and find success in their own business world. Now, I also appreciate that there's going to be differing opinions out there. I, I know that Lincoln continues to provide a um, source of, of controversy to this very day. He wasn't uh, he was a, he was a leader during a time of war, and some of those tensions still exist in the in the United States. And I recognize that. Uh, and as a fan of history, uh, I'm just I'm just wandering through the the accounts and providing a a, per, a certain perspective. And the accounts uh, stand for for what they for what they are. Uh, we can't forget that uh, Lincoln, during his war measures and his uh, suspension of, of rights uh, during during times of uh, war, was controversial at the time and controversial to this day. And, and certainly the, the racial tensions that exist in the United States continue to exist. And Lincoln continues, therefore, to be a, a source of controversy. But uh, I'm not looking to weigh in on those on those larger aspects of, of Lincoln's life. It's just uh, an aspect which makes him all the more interesting. But I'm, I'm remaining within the, the perspective of business and principled leadership. Uh, 
but uh, I'd be interested to to hear from from everybody's perspectives, and I'm happy to be uh, um, disagreed with, and that's that's fine. That's fine by me. Um, so there you have it. Um, welcome aboard. Uh, I will be producing blogs on a regular basis. I will be producing these podcasts. Listen in. Uh, and as you listen in, you'll hear about Lincoln's life in a rough chronology, and I will be ascribing these aspects of principled leadership, including the vision, including the communication, and including his capacity for integrity. And hopefully we'll be able to draw from that inspirations and find success in our own lives. Keep listening.